0: Summer is a great time to catch a movie and some popcorn. Hi, this is Greg. I'm one of the pastors here at West Valley Christian Church. In our series, Summer Blockbusters, we will be taking a look at four of this summer's hottest movies. Each week, we will uncover biblical truths that can be talked about and used to help strengthen us in all our lives and all we do. Join us as we have some fun connecting the big screen with God's Word. Hi, everyone, and a pleasant good morning to you. Wherever you may be. Do those words sound familiar at all? Well, for those of us that are baseball fans, especially Dodger fans, uh, those were the words that Vince Scully would always share. The only thing different would be the time of day. It would be good morning or good afternoon or good evening. But we lost a great one. As the present Dodger manager said, uh, Dave Roberts Vince Scully was a true gentleman. And uh, you know, or maybe you don't, I like baseball just a little bit. And so uh, to honor Vinny, and it wasn't hard, uh, throughout my message, I've got probably about five or six quotes of his. And so um, you don't have to be a Dodger fan or even a baseball fan to learn from that great man. And I share that because we can learn from in a variety of different ways, right? Right? Um, you know, some of us uh, have different other people that you look up to. Like, I, I look up to Vinny because as an eight-year-old, and I remember it this way, as an eight-year-old, I had a transistor radio, about that big. Google it, some of you. Um, but I was allowed to. I had my bedtime, you know, 7.30, 8, whenever that was at whatever age. But I was allowed to, in the summertime, have the transistor radio and listen to the Dodger games. So from about the age of 8 to 13, I went to sleep to listening to uh, the greatest uh, sports broadcaster, in my opinion, uh, Vince Scully. But like you guys all have maybe different music heroes, uh, maybe uh, just different authors or just people, family members or, or whatever, you know, pastors, whatever. But we can learn in different ways, right? Now, let's set things straight. This is the best way to learn right here. This is the best. Okay. But, you know, God uses all sorts of things. And one of those mediums is movies. Um, You know, I'm not a big movie guy. I mean, it won't see me at the AMC a whole lot, but I enjoy, uh, I enjoy them. Um, It's just sitting for two hours. (laughs) Either I fall asleep, (laughs) right? Or uh, I just can't sit that long. But the reality is um, we're going to have some fun in this new series called Summer Blockbusters. And uh, I hope you were able to get your fresh popped popcorn. You see, first service, we wouldn't let them eat in here. But I said, second service, let them eat in here. (laughs) Just pick up your mess afterwards. But uh, in some of you, I actually handed you a bag of popcorn because I know it would help you stay awake. Okay, so if I gave you a special bag, uh, I know that you sleep during the service. But, but we're going we're gonna to look at four summer blockbusters. And the truth is, um, there's a lot of things that we can learn, good and bad, from movies. And I'm going to shoot straight. I had 11 things that I pulled out as life lessons from the movie Top Gun Maverick. But um, I think I might be able to get to five of them today. All right? So let's get going on this. At uh, home, close your eyes. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. Uh, But uh, we're going to be praying. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the worship time. Thank you for the popcorn. Thank you for life. Thank you for the smell in the air. Thank you for friendship. Thank you for hard times. Thank you for good times. And Lord, thank you for your word that we get to draw courage from, instruction from, life lessons from this morning. Help me to get out of the way. And we pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit that uh, would fill this place, fill our hearts. And I pray Lord, that would even change our lives. Um, I love you, we love you, in the powerful name of Jesus. And all God's people said... Amen. The first quote from Vince Scully You can learn something new every day, especially if you don't know very much. (laughs) Is that a good one? You can learn something new every day, especially if you don't know very much. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we'll learn something. And I want to just shoot straight from, and I think this might be from the Disney movie Up, but uh, this will definitely be one of those sermons. Squirrel. You know what I'm talking about? Because literally, five life lessons, but they are all over the map, and maybe one will grab your heart, maybe two will grab your heart, maybe five will grab your heart, but we're going, all right? So right out the gate, let me read you a little piece of the movie synopsis for Top Gun Maverick. It says, after 30 years of service, as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell, who's played by who? Uh, Tom, Tom. Now the ladies are like Tom Cruise. The guys are Tom Cruise, <laughs> which is kind of funny because I had my aviator glasses and I was gonna I was gonna wear them up here and I was gonna have the you know the 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 flight jacket and all that kind of stuff. You think that would have worked? Um, I was gonna do it, but here's the problem: I have the glasses, but no jacket. With that said, I pray that when Pastor, oh, I pray that when Pastor John preaches on Elvis, he will not dress like Elvis. <laughs> Can I hear an amen on that one? All right. So after 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick um, Mitchell is now commissioned to the elite group of pilots for a special what? For a special bum 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 mission, right? We're never told who the enemy is, because we're not allowed to do that anymore, right? But but we, there's a special mission, and I want to stop right there because really that's what drives, that's the thread of this entire movie is, is, is this mission, and there's the first life lesson. Now, let me be specific. The life lesson is for us as Christ followers, okay? If you're not a Christ follower, praise God you're in here. I'm so glad that God has you here, and this is so true for your lives, but specifically this first point, this is for us, the Christian. Write this down. First life lesson from this movie. We have a special mission. We have a special mission. Again, that's the thread that drives this whole movie. But more important, that's just TV. That's just the big screen. But we have a special mission. Did you know that as Christ followers? Well, let's open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter 10. And as you're opening it, it was great. During first service, I had a gentleman. Uh, I, I saw he was on his phone like, before the service. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm downloading a Bible app. And he's got, you know, uh, one that he's downloading. I want to just tell you this. The best Bible app that's out there is called YouVersion, Y-O-U-Version, okay? It's a free app translation of the Bible and er, every translation you can imagine. It's got devotions on it. It's great stuff. But here's what's amazing and the connection that we have with it. There's a section where if you click events on it, if you click events, and you're allowed to do that right now, if you click events, the first name, I think it usually pops up West Valley Christian Church first, click on that on a Sunday morning. It has every verse I'll be preaching on. And if you click on it during the week, Whether you're in life groups or not, which I believe you should be, but even if you're not in a life group, it has the life group lesson, all the verses, and all the questions. All right? So there's something for you. But I still believe, I still believe that you need this. I still need you, I I believe you need a physical Bible in your hand so that you can get used to getting around it. And I'm not saying that the phones are a bad thing, but it's always good to see it, taste it, smell it right here. All right. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him. You know, this this team that he gathered. And gave them authority to drive out what? Impure spirits, demons, and to heal every disease and sickness. These 12, Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Does this sound like mission stuff? He sent them out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather. Go rather to who? The lost sheep of Israel. This is this is imagery of people, people that are far from God. As you go, proclaim the message: the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons freely. Or, or, or uh, yeah, freely you have received, and freely you give. These are marching orders, aren't they? These are marching orders, aren't they? And they're for the the disciples at that point. But praise God, the disciples, well, most of them, did what Jesus said. They stayed on mission. They stayed on task. They stayed focused. And they went after the last sheep and they proclaimed the message of the good news of Jesus Christ. And we ought to be praising God because of their faithfulness. It was passed on to another group of people that were faithful, passed on to another group of faithful. And then you fast forward 2,000 years and you and I get to sit in purple seats today because people have been faithful in preaching and staying on mission of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you at home that are listening? You see, it is so important and so essential that we stay on mission. I've told the story before, and I'm not going to get into it, but Starbucks, I mean, they were all about making the best coffee, right? But there was a season a few decades ago where they got off target. They started selling all kinds of stuff in their shop and got involved in music stuff, and they just kind of went sideways, and the company was actually going down. And if I remember correctly, they hired back the the guy that uh, had them on mission, and it's just like, you know, In N Out Burger's so famous. They're, it's a good burger. It's not the best in the world. It's a good burger. But what's so beautiful about In N Out Burger is they stay on mission. They know we know how to make burgers and fries. They're not trying to sell you sushi and corn on the cob, right? Tamales. They stay on mission, and you know what's important for us, the church, is that we stay on mission, and as a leader of the church and as a pastor that's well-networked across the nation, it is so easy for us, even the church, to get off mission. Did you know that? We could be so concerned about our campus looking good, and we could be so concerned about having the best programs and all the programs for every age and we can be focused on having the best budget and, and storting in the best way, which, by the way, all those things are good. But if we are not in debt and we have a perfect-looking building, but we aren't leading people to Jesus Christ, the devil has won. Did you see that? So what if we? everything is lined up so perfect and beautiful, but if we're not staying on mission, we're not the church. And by the way, the church is made up of who? Christ's followers. So that boiled down means if you and I aren't staying on mission, we got to check ourselves. It got quiet. (laughs) Matthew chapter six I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd, sharp judgment, as snakes. And innocent, pure as doves. Be on your guard because our mission is dangerous. Throughout the movie of Top Gun, yes, they're talking about the enemy. Yes, they're talking about their F 18s aren't gonna match the technology of what they're gonna come up against. Yes, they're practicing every day. Yes, they're studying, all that good stuff, but it's a movie. But what we're talking about is serious. This is life and death for people. This is people's eternity. So it's important that we stay on mission. Amen. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Be on your guards. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. It's like, okay, sign me up for that. On my account, you will be brought before the governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they attest arrest you, Do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Church, let's step outside of pastor and let's just be Christ followers talking. The truth is our mission Is pretty simple to state. Jesus is asked, What is the greatest commandment? And we know in Matthew chapter 22, he says, Love the Lord your God with what? All your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. We say it this way our mission is simply for us to love God. So, how are you doing with that? And then, secondly, as we love God, because we can't give something we don't have. It's to love others. And here's where I'm really just kind of, just make it simple. What's the greatest way in which I could love another person? It's to share the good news, right? And I've shared this before. If everyone's fed and everyone's clothed and there's no sex trafficking and all the streets are clean and All the, you know, everyone's getting along of every right, all that stuff. All that stuff, all those things are good things, okay? All those things are good things. But nobody knows Jesus? We've missed the boat. Does that make sense? So staying on mission is hard, and that's coming out of a pastor's mouth. Because I hear all these other voices, plus mine, that say all this other stuff's important. But the most important thing is that we populate heaven, isn't it? The most important thing is that people are reconciled back to God. And the honest truth is that's what's going to take care of most of the stuff that we deal with. We, I, need to stay on mission. I need to love God, and I need to love others. Sometimes I do really well at that, and sometimes I really stink at it. How about you? You know, one of the practical things is our neighbors, right? I mean, they're right there. We've lived in our house for around 24 years. The house on one side of us is a rental house. And this is kind of surprising, but only, only three families have lived in that house. So the renters are usually fairly long. And um, the last family, I think they were seven, eight years, um, really got to especially know the husband, Cal. Great, great guy. I, I, was, I was sad to hear about a month ago, they just decided to up and leave and go to Florida. <laughs> Everyone else is doing that, right, in whatever state. Great guy. He got involved in our church. He got involved in our, our men's group, uh, fight night. He's just a good guy. He was the guy that, man, it just, every time I drove home, he would have something nice to say. You know, he'd be that neighbor. Oh, I heard the sermon, or thank you for this, Rob, or how are you doing? You know, just a good guy. So he moved. Can I, can I be real honest? I don't want anyone to live next door to me. Is that bad? Is that bad, Ken? Am I not supposed to say, I mean, can I hear an amen? Anyone? Oh, oh okay, so you, you guys are just as bad. Like, I'm sorry if you guys, one of you is like, oh, I'm right in that house. Well, you don't want to live next door. So a family moved in this weekend. I, I don't know if it's a family, but people moved in. I got nailed yesterday. I didn't get nailed by anybody but God in a loving way. It's like, You don't want anyone living there, but I'm going to put a family there that you need to minister to. Oh, (laughs) right? I'm just shooting straight. Some of you are going to leave this church because the pastor's not on 24-7. That's okay. That's just who I am. I mean, I'm just being honest. But God got me in a good way. It's like, yeah, you're right, God. I need to love these people and allow them to love me. Are you with me? Are you on mission? Do you love God? Um, if you don't, get to know him. He's awesome. Start reading the book of John. Talk to me. Set up a man with me or one of the pastors. And then if you do love God, are you on mission of loving others and leading them to Christ? Oh, I can never do what you do. Well, you know what? I can't do what I can do either. Did you know that? Like, I, know, I don't know a lot of things, and I am 100, you know me well, you know this is 100% true. I do not belong on this stage. I feel so inadequate in the position that I have as a lead pastor. I could hand over the keys tomorrow. I could hand them over this afternoon. But, but the, I'm, I'm saying that because the truth is, where I can't, he can. I have so many discussions with people, and I don't know the answers to a lot of questions. There are, you are much smarter in so many ways. But you know what I do know? God never puts me in a situation where I can't speak, because the Holy Spirit is the one that does the talking. Does that make sense? And so some of you are like, oh, I could never talk to someone about the Lord. I, could never, I would never know about how to define, you know, is a day a 24-hour period of time in Genesis, or is it, or Revelations, what's all those monsters in there, and what does that mean? You know what, you don't need to know that. You know what you need to know? You need to know your story, his story, and how it's changed your life. Are you on mission? Matthew tells us over and over again the mission of Christ. The gospel tells us over and over again the mission of Christ. Romans chapter 10, 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Good questions. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. <laughs> Some of you are like, I have the grossest feet in the world. I've got calluses. I've got hangnails. I got fungus. I don't know. I got toes that go east, west, north, south, you know. It don't matter the physical. He's saying, Beautiful are the feet of those that love people and bring them the good news. And praise God for the person or people that brought you the good news. Amen. Think about that. Have you thought about it lately? Now, some of us, you know, God used a billboard, used a computer, used an email, used that. But 99.9% of us, the good news was brought to us by a human being. And most of us, it wasn't a pastor. It was a coworker. It was a friend. It was a relative. It was a stranger in line at Target's. And you got into a conversation because the person in front of you had 22 items, not 15. And so together, you were going to change the world. And through that, the gospel was preached and you found yourself in church. Here's the point. I want to be the feet that are beautiful. I want to be the feet that God uses to bring people out of hopelessness into hope. Out of the bad news into the goodness. Are you on mission? Am I on mission? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, what we know as the great commission, it's not the great suggestion. Jesus says at the end of his life, all authority, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples, which is Christians of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then continue to teach them everything I've taught you, and lo, I will be with you to the very end of the age. Them are some marching orders. And so whatever happened in Top Gun Maverick and how all that played out in the office of the top of, 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 of the, uh, the the chain in the Air Force and, and how all that was gonna be mapped out, and you see that all throughout. And that, again, is a movie. It ends after two hours, and it's make-believe. But what we are talking about here today is a mission that is gonna change lives. It's not make-believe, and it's gonna bring people into the presence and into a right relationship with God. And if you and I only brought one person to the Lord. That's one person more that's populated in heaven because we stayed on mission. And some of you, it will be one person. And some of you, it'll be a hundred people. And some of you, it may be thousands. The number doesn't matter. It matters that we're on mission. Praise God for the people that were on mission in my life. Praise God for the people that were on mission in yours. You see, Maverick had to do so much throughout this movie, which leads me to the second point. Squirrel! Face your fears, but actually, this goes with that. Some of us are just afraid to be on mission. Some of us are afraid to love people. Some of us are afraid to bring the good news. But what is your fear? the second the second life lesson i learned from this movie is face your fears. maverick was facing an uncertain future and confronting ghosts of his past throughout the movie. if you saw the movie wouldn't you agree? i mean he was facing things like the death of goose his partner that then he was facing Goose's son and all that involved that. He was facing the fear of love from the past and a relationship. He was, fa- he was facing fear of flying. He was facing fear of teaching. He was, he was facing even, and this is an underlying theme in the movie, but I saw it and go watch it again getting old. That was a fear. And it was all throughout the movie. He's seeing these young pilots and you're seeing them interact and look at it. And he's realizing he's getting old. He can't do what he used to. And that's a fear that some face even sitting here today. What is it today that God is calling you to face your fear in? You see, uh, fight nights on uh, Thursday nights, it meets upstairs right over here uh, at seven o'clock for men. And uh, like last week, I think it was 20, 22 guys. Um, I would encourage every man, and that's some of you, it's like, man, I can't get in a group. You know, they might ask me all of my darkest secrets. No, we're not. I'm going to encourage you show up for five weeks. Show up for five weeks. I'm there. Show up for five weeks, and um, it's, it'll, it'll, it'll challenge you, it'll change you. But this week we were talking about Joshua. And some of you, you know, you don't know Joshua, but Joshua took over. He was transitioning into a leadership role that was way above him, right? He's going to follow the footsteps of Moses who led all the Israelites out of Egypt. The guy that stuck a stick in the water and it parted, right? Okay, I'm following that guy, right? Turned staffs into snakes and and snakes, staffs into snakes and snakes into staffs, all that, you know, all that stuff. Call for bread from heaven, you know, This, this is the guy. So he dies, and then you read in Joshua, we read this, we read this uh, on Thursday, and it's like, yeah, 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 okay, so um, in chapter one of Joshua, verses one through three, I'll give you every place where you put your foot, man, you're the guy that's taken over from Moses, and then in verse seven, he says, be strong, God says, be strong and be very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Keep the book of the law. And then you go to verse nine. Have I not commanded you, be what? Strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you may go. And I bet you, I bet you that Joshua was scared to death. You know, almost six years ago, I transitioned from the associate to the lead pastor. And I've told you a billion times, five years, I said no. I wasn't wanting to take over a church of 1,200 people. I wasn't wanting to change all the diapers. I wasn't wanting to do the, the finance. I wasn't wanting to deal with all the difficulties. I wasn't wanting to deal with people leaving the church and having to figure all that out. I wasn't wanting, and I wasn't wanting, and I wasn't wanting. And finally, God's like, well, God used a man to say, or get off the pot, or get off the pot. Literally, a pastor of 50 years took me out to dinner, and he says, you need to, or get off the pot. And, 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 and you fill in the blanks. And, 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 and the truth is, here's the truth. Here's the truth. I can't, but God can. And you know what the truth is for your life? You can't. But God can. You can't take on that addiction by yourself. You can't. You are going to fail. How's that been working? You trying to do it in your own strength. You may have a season of 30 days. You may have a, a chip after you know one year. But it always comes back. If you try and do it, your marriage, your parenting, your finances, your life, your loneliness, your depression, your whatever it is, how's that working if you're trying to take it out on your own? But here's the deal. God didn't call Joshua to go lead these millions of people into the promised land saying, here, good luck, do it. He says, I'm going to be with you, just stay tight. And so whatever it is that you and I have got going that is really ripping our hearts, the thing that is so scary to us, the thing that is pulling us into the water and wanting to drown us, I want you to throw this verse at it with conviction and passion and say, be strong and courageous for I am with you. Not Rob Denton, not the person next to you, but God Almighty. Stop giving into mediocrity. Stop giving into oh well, that's just who I am. God wants something bigger and greater for your life. Stop settling for what the world would want you to settle for, and settle for what God wants for your life. In order to do that, you've got to be strong. You've got to be courageous. So what is that? For Daniel, it was the lion's den. Rahab, it was hiding the spies. David, it was facing Goliath. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, it was saying, I'm not going to compromise. And they had to walk through fire, and they came out alive. You see, Peter, on the boat with a bunch of other disciples. If you read Matthew chapter 14, verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out there walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were what? They were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them in verse 27, take courage, courage, right? That's right. Take courage at his eye. Do not what? Do not be afraid. So I would think in your life whatever it is that you're sitting in, whatever boat that is, it's got you. Look to the Lord. Look to the Lord. Allow him to give you strength. Amen? Amen. Squirrel number three. Third life lesson from the book or from the movie. Don't do life alone. You see, throughout the movie... Maverick is talking to somebody. Do you know that? He's talking to his deceased partner, Goose, right? Throughout the movie, he's like, Goose, da 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 da, da. Goose, da da, da 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 right? I, um, I know Genesis 2.18 says this. The Lord God said, it is not good for what? Man to be alone. I will make a, help, a helper suitable for him. You see, you've heard me preach this over and over again. We're built for a relationship. But especially us men... We really stink at this. That's why you need to go to fight night. You know, we do this golf retreat, and I think we're at the 23rd year. You know what we do on the golf retreat? We golf. We don't pray. We don't have devotions. We don't even pretend to do any of that stuff. And some would go, why do you do it? Because after 23 years, some of the strongest relationships our men have built with each other is from the golf retreat. Spend five hours on a course in 115 degree weather. You get to know the guy in your car. <laughs> men, men, w- women, y- y- just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> but men, we really stink at this. We, we, we got the machismo. I'm going to do this on my own. I'll, no, you can't do it on your own. We need relationships. Ecclesiastes, a person, in chapter 4, Ecclesiastes, a person standing alone could be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Proverbs chapter twenty-seven, fourteen: 14, as iron sharpens iron, so one man person sharpens another. Here's the other thing about this, men, and I'm guessing women are better at this, but men, if we're in that relationship, shoot stinking straight and stop blowing smoke. I hear so many things from men and find out the opposite. And I'm a man too, okay? I'm throwing myself in there. But if we want to change, let's change. Don't do life alone. So who are you doing life with? Here's the reality. I need you, and you need me. We need each other. (laughs) Vince Scully said... I think I need these fans more than they need me. Is that great? I think I need these fans more than they need. Vince, we needed you. (laughs) But I like how you said that. I need we need each other, don't we? We need each other. Join a small group, women's ministry, men's ministry, CR, all the things that we have to offer. Try it. Be a friend. And maybe you'll get a friend. Vince Sully said, I really love baseball, the guys in the game, and I love the challenge of describing things. The only thing I hate, and know you have to be realistic and pay the bills in life, is the loneliness on the road. Isn't that classic? The only thing I hate is the loneliness. None of us like loneliness. Some of us say we like to be alone, and it's okay to be alone, but loneliness and alone is different, right? There are times I want to be alone. Can I hear an amen to that? but doing life alone is not good. Talk to me, Goose. That's what he would say. Hmm. Well, the fourth life lesson, squirrel. But it goes with it a little bit as team matters. Team is a core value, one of our five core values at, at this place, this church. And it's because I'm used to team. I grew up playing every sport known to man and I'm used to team. I know how valuable team is. I know how the shortest person is valuable, the tallest person, the skinniest, the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, all of that. I was just talking as a joke. I mean, but in all seriousness, I was talking to a friend that's a passionate Padres fan. Padres this week made, like, they just made some big moves. They got some of the best baseball players. Their whole lineup is filled with one all-star after another. And we're just working on the Dodgers. And we're talking about that. And he said, literally, he goes, chemistry matters. And the truth is, it's so true. Like, it's true in the church. Like, if it was all about me, this would not be a good church. If it was all about Pastor John, it wouldn't be a good church. If it was all about the children, it wouldn't be a good church. If it was all about the elders, it wouldn't be a good church. If it was all about you, it wouldn't be a good church. But that's why every email I send to you starts off with, Dear, dear, dear teammate, because you're just as important as I am, and I am just as important as you are. And if we're going to stay on mission and we're going to be effective, we need to do this together. (laughs) Helen Keller says, alone we do little, together we do much. I don't want to spoil the movie. But Maverick could not have done what he did without team. Even the guy that was a pain in his rear came to save him in the end. And even Maverick saved Rooster at one point, who had a very tense relationship. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. I'm not going to read that to you. But Paul describes the church as a human body. And it says, though it's made up of many parts, it's one. But all those parts matter. You know what, my friends? All of us matter. All of us matter. All of us in the church, in this church, are a part of changing the world. Don't ever devalue your life. Are you a part of a team? Have you made a commitment to this team? I'd encourage you to. If you're a Christ follower and haven't said yes to being a part of West Valley Christian Church, come talk to me. Let's do this. I need you. You need me. Make this church your home. Plug in, commit, add value. Like I said, team is a value of ours. And I'm going to go, whoop, last one. Number five, life lesson. We learn through fun. And fun actually happens to be a core value of ours. And that's why you can walk into church lobby and smell popcorn. (laughs) And here's the truth. Someone or a few I will hear go, how come we had popcorn in the lobby? Are we making the church into a movie theater? Are we? And it's like, wah, 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 wah. So save those emails, save those texts. I'm just going to tell you, if Jesus showed up, he would have gotten two bags. One, because he could eat. Two, so he could throw it at me when Pastor Rob was wrong. And actually a third bag to stay awake. (laughs) But here's the truth. Christianity is not about this. <laughs> the bigger the frown, the holier you are. And some of us were taught, walk in the church like this be quiet. You know there's a time and a place to be quiet and reverent like that? And there's a time to be loud and noisy. And you know what? I think it's fun. We're having a, po- we're having a summer blockbuster series. Let's pop some popcorn. And more than first service, like I said, they couldn't eat in here. But on the way out, they're grabbing them by the handful. You know what? We got to have some fun. The joy of the Lord is my what? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Romans 15, 13, may the the God of all hope fill you with joy. Nehemiah says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Isaiah says, shout aloud and sing with joy. Proverbs says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. Vince Scully said, as long as you live, keep smiling because it brightens everybody's day. And that's why at VBS, at the end of a hard week and a fun week, the kids had this splash contest, this dump take, where all of our leaders were doused with water and the laughs and the screams and the cheers. We need to be able to have a smile in the church. And a smile in the church leads to happy feet that brings good news. Because who wants to become a part of something like this? All right, there's my five things. What's God using from this message for your life? Is it we need to stay on mission? Is it face your fear? Is it don't do life alone? Is it team matters? Or is it you need to loosen up <laughs> and have some fun? Start today. Why? Because in the infamous words of Vince Gulley, it's a mere moment in a man's life between an all-star game and an old-timers game. You know what that means? Life is short. We don't know how much more time we have. So start applying this stuff today. And all God's people said... Lord, thank you, and I pray this prayer that you would help us to identify what area it is that we need to work on and that we would start that today. Thank you, in the powerful name of Jesus and all God's people said. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at wvcch.org or you can join us live in one of our Sunday services. Have a great day.